So welcome, welcome to Men's Recovery and Support Group this Friday, wherever you're joining. Uh, I am your host, Olumide. I would love to see the day when I could obviously uh, share this role with others who join um, directly or remotely. I am looking forward to that. One of the things we are seeking to pursue is um, have other men who are really interested in seeing men come into freedom and wholeness volunteer to begin to host. Uh, we're also looking to move from uh, certain models and teachings we're currently on to others um, that will just be as helpful for you if you struggle with um, habits, um, hurts, um, and hang-ups. So amazingly, uh, welcome today. Um, amen. So welcome once again. Um, it's really great to have you um, as part of the session today, um, in a moment, I'm just going to set up, um, you know, our material for today, uh, what we will be diving into. Uh, we had a, an interesting study uh, last week, Friday, and today we are joining up um, into sanity. Um, and that's, uh, that's an incredible place to be, to be sane. And for many of us who have struggled with habits, hang-ups, and hurt, would we would say that you know, um, being sane wasn't something we always had. And I think it would it'd be great to really understand what sanity means as we progress in uh, today's session. Um, so where do we go from here? Um, as usual, come as you are, uh, wherever you are remotely. Uh, this is really something that you want to imbibe into your daily um, daily lifestyle, your weekly lifestyle. It, it's called the check-in. And it's it's amazing what a check-in where you can be yourself, uh, share a bit about yourself, build relationship with others, uh, base of facts about yourself. But I think the clincher is really being able to share your core emotions and feelings presently and possibly why you think you are where you are. I am feeling quite... Um, positive not negative today and in times like this it's okay to feel negative it's okay to try and you know dissect what may be the root cause of your negativity and usually in in that process of just sharing confessing your faults confessing your your negative emotions there is great opportunity for a bit more self-awareness a bit more clarity and even a, a better chance at healing and wholeness. I've always said it, if you had a funny noise in your car, you will take it to the mechanic. But many of us men have issues in our emotions. We're struggling with negative feelings and we don't take it to anyone to consult as to why we feel that way. So come as you are. Um, loving yourself isn't vanity, it's sanity. Um, loving yourself isn't vanity. I suppose, wow, is that is that good? Is that right? If you're Christian, is it? Yes, the Bible says, you know, you need to love others as you um, love yourself. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Men carry a lot of burdens and, you know, sometimes, and, and then we make mistakes along the way. And, you know, sometimes we just have this self-hatred that we don't say it, but there is a lot of self-hatred in amongst men. And you see people doing crazy things. So you're like, why are you doing crazy stuff, man? Don't you know you're going to get caught? Don't you know you're going to get injured? Don't you know you could lose your job? And at the bottom of it is really a self-hatred. 
you know, that we just don't care about ourselves. And that reflects with sometimes how we act towards others and the risks we take. So we'll just kind of move on, autopilot sort of, that way we get we get it shorter. And that way we also um, get the best. So the principle we're looking at today is that we have to earnestly believe that as men, God exists. Um, and that we matter to him and that he has the power to help us recover. The idea behind the men's recovery and support group is that, you know, there are a percentage of men that really struggle with three things, habits, hurts, and hang-ups. So uh, habits are things we do. We looked at our first session, like the top nine habits that men are compulsively controlled about. Work, internet, sexual issues, betting, drugs, that includes prescription drugs, nine things and you find a lot of men you know they're just in this cycle of using these things to soothe themselves escape from the realities of life and then we said many times when you look beyond the hurts they are usually when you look beyond the the habits they're usually hurts things they have experienced in in key relationships uh wounds they have experienced from parents brothers and sisters experience with life and many times these wounds these hurts are what fuel the habits. So rather than treating the wound properly, we kind of turn to habits, you know, to resolve. So this session is really focused on those kind of men. I'm that kind of man. I have struggled for a good part of my life with habits, hurts, and the rest. And I've had to come to a place of freedom. And I've come to see that even freedom is not enough. There is a place of wholeness where when you are stressed in life, you're not like, oh, um, Oh, uh, thank God I am not going back to smoking. Thank God I'm not going back to drinking. Thank God I'm not going back to whatever, chasing women. You know, but rather you can be patient. You can be joyful. You can be uh, sound-minded, even with your stress and negative uh, situation. That is wholeness. I was saying we can go from saying, I don't do bad stuff. I don't have habits anymore to where you now have really healthy habits. And that's the journey. Um, we want to get to. And we've said, listen, it's impossible without a higher power. So irrespective of the kind of recovery group that you belong to, um, Alcoholic Anonymous, all the rest, they would always recommend a higher power. We recommend the higher power that um, the Christian faith projects. You know, So I'm just going to dive into this principle. It says, happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Men Often, even religious men, we don't want to own up or take responsibility for our failures. We want to deny them. We want to um, use a mascara around them. But this truth tells us that when we are ready to mourn, when we are re ready to acknowledge that something has died, there has been a failure, there has been a disconnect, that is when we are best positioned to get comforted, to get restored emotionally and mentally to a healthy place. People that deny the reality of their habits, their hurts and hang-ups take a longer time to get to a place of freedom and a place of mental health. So we as men must be ready. This is one of the building blocks. We must be willing to say, I am messing up. I have this issue. I have that issue. Not imaginary stuff. Those of us who have real issues, facing them and say, I know I'm messing up and I need help. That's a good place to start. Uh, because of time, I wouldn't really uh, ask for commentary here, but I will ask for commentary at the end. Um, but just to say that, you know, this is key, this is foundational. Um, also, we're looking at the second step, 
which say we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. And the word belief is based on information. Belief isn't just positive thinking. It's not saying that, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be the next astronaut as a man to NASA or to the moon. No, that's, where is that based on? What information is that based on? So we are saying that we can believe that there is help for men who struggle because there are truths, there are statements, there is information in scripture of, of God, Jehovah's willingness to help men, women, but specifically men who struggle. And so we build our confidence on that, you know, and we have testimonies of men all over the world who have come out of amazing addictions, amazing struggles, issues. And today they are poster boys and poster men of what, what good looks like in the workplace, what great looks like in the family. And it's only when you sit down to hear their story that you see how dark and how rough they, they came out from all, you know, but, you know, for most of them, it's, it's through the help of God, it's through a higher power, you know. So uh, we base this faith on the fact that Romans 7, 18 says, for it is God who works in you and I to will and to act according to his good purpose. And, you know, if you had a worker, uh, and I know you can relate with this because you're into construction, if you have a worker that was slacking, you would say, well, this isn't a good worker. Uh, but think of God. Imagine God was an employee. You wouldn't expect him to be slack. You wouldn't expect him to uh, fail. You know, God is a great employee. God is a great worker. Thankfully, he's not an employee. When he comes into our lives, he comes around us and he's saying, I am willing to do my best if you would allow me. If we allow God, we will see an amazing worker, you know, just directing us, engaging us, you know, connecting us to all kinds of resources to ensure we come into healing. God is not slack. God is not a, a laggard. You know, he's the greatest example of a man who when he's committed to something, he will continue until the expected end. The only limitation is how much space we give to him. So on God's side, there is no lack of commitment. He's, he's eager to get involved with us. And he's not getting involved with us because we are great men. We have a great past record. No, he's getting involved with us because we need help. You know, he comes close to those who need help, especially those who are willing to mourn and acknowledge their deficiencies. He's willing to get involved in our lives and begin to work so that we can get to the good purpose. The good purpose is freedom. The good purpose is healing. Um, so I think we want to talk about insanity. And we've said that insanity has been described as doing the same thing over and over again. And if you are like me, that struggled with habits, you would have found yourself doing some crazy things. And you know that, listen, why am I doing this? Why am I driving in this direction? Why am I watching this stuff? Why am I thinking in this way? I've done it like a million times. And I've always had the same result. Depression, heaviness, failure, having to have difficult conversations and the impact on our work and our finance, all those kind of things. You know, so a lot of us are actually in a cycle of insanity, you know, and we need to break out of it because sanity is actually a place of wholeness. And that is really where we need to get to. And the good news is that um, God, our higher power, Jehovah, Jesus, Holy Spirit, is willing to bring us into sanity. It's possible. It's possible where we don't 
find ourselves in this cycle doing crazy things as men and wondering why are we doing this? What's really fueling this, you know? Uh, because many times we're, we're, on, we're on goose chases that we know that there isn't much benefit out of it, but we're still involved. So sanity is an acronym, and we're going to just look at each of the letters and look at how it spells out. So S is strength, and it says that Jesus gives us strength to face the fears that in the past have caused us to fight, to flee, or to freeze. And the reality is that when we want to break into to, 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 um, freedom and wholeness, uh, there are some stuff we need to deal with. And many times we, we, are, we are tempted not to start because we're like, wow, you know, where do I start from? You know, it's scary. You know, even joining sessions like this, you know, people come to sessions like this and they hear, oh, uh, this is not some men's meeting. This is really about people that have issues. They're like, ah, I don't want to be associated with a group of men that have issues, even when we have issues, you know. So there's even that fear, even just connecting to, to programs like this, there's a fear, you know. Then you, you talk about having more conversation, reading certain books, you know, and all kinds of things we need to deal with, you know. So there's often that fear that keeps us in our past. Uh, but the good news is that we can find strength to face every fear that would want to pose itself as a as a hindrance to coming into freedom. For some of us, we can't even imagine our life without this kind of comfort. Imagine the guy that does drugs. You know, he's thinking, what is life going to be like if I didn't have drugs to do when I'm stressed, when I'm tense? What would life look like? And that's a scary thought, you know. But uh, Jesus, our higher power, is able to help us overcome our fears and, you know, deliver us from this cycle of fighting, becoming aggressive and living in anger. Some of us have unnecessary anger in our lives. And you need to ask yourself, where is that really coming from? What's fueling it? You know, because we face situations and where we act is way beyond what is required. And it's not once, twice, it's a ritual. You know, so we need to start asking ourselves questions. What is the issues fueling this? Uh, some of us, we live in a dream world. We escape, you know. We escape problems. We postpone, procrastinate, you know, uh, because we're not willing to face certain fears. Or sometimes we, we just freeze. We become unproductive. We don't need to live in those cycles. We can face our fears through the help of Jesus. Um, there is a scripture, a truth that says, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Uh, like I said, God is getting involved with men in trouble. If you're not in trouble, then maybe these this sessions are not for you. If you don't have issues to deal with, if you don't have past issues to deal with, present issues, maybe this isn't for you because we are saying God wants to get involved with men who have issues. Men who have a lot of, you know, scattered matters that need to be brought together. You know, men who have had explosions in their lives and there's a lot of commotion. You know, those are the kind of men that God wants to get involved with. He doesn't need to help you if all is well. He wants to help you if there is trouble. So if you feel there's a lot of trouble in your life as a man, then you're in the right place. Not just in this platform, but you're in the right place connecting to God, connecting to Jesus, because he really wants to help men that are in trouble. And many times those troubles are consequences of our own poor choices and our inability to deal with, you know, all kinds of habits, hurts, and hang-ups in the past. It says also, therefore, we will not fear. So we can make progress in our journey to freedom, knowing that there may be difficult conversations, there may be tough choices to make, there may be uh, seasons of 
you know, sacrifice and inconvenience, that might happen. But we don't need to fear. We don't need to make this journey from a place of fear. But we can make this journey from a place of peace, knowing that God is with us even in the most difficult of situations. And he has promised that no matter how messy or difficult the situation is, he is willing to work it out for our good and for his glory. Another truth says, my mind and my body may grow weak, but God is my strength. He is all I ever need. In this journey to freedom and wholeness, as we begin to get courageous, as we begin to come out of the closet, come out of the dark, about our habits, hang-ups, and hurts. A lot of people may shy away from us and say, wow, this guy is a leper. I didn't know he had these sorts of issues. And, you know, even people that we are connected to in relationship, people in our religious circles, in our, in our family circles, you know, might, you know, be, be hesitant to go along with us, you know. But the truth is that, remember, God is with us. He's all we need. And he's committed to us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He knew all about David in all his mess. He had committed adultery. He had, you know, gotten involved in murder. You know, uh, he was a secondary party to the loss of the child, abortion. But Jesus, God, was committed to getting David out of that mess and getting him back into a healthy place where he could actually fulfill the purpose for his life. So remember... It might be scary. Some people might not want to, to join you on this journey. But remember that God will join you on that journey. And really, if he's there, he's all that we need. And as God proves himself, as God makes himself more and more prominent in our life, you will find that, you know, everyone that had second thoughts about us will suddenly come back. It's like the proverbial story of Job. You know, everyone left him. Even his friends came and all they had was criticisms on him. But he stayed, he held on to God. And we see the end of his story. You know, all those friends that were critical of him, that kind of rejected him verbally, they all kind of changed their minds. And they began to comfort him. And everyone that left him were suddenly saying, you know, we see that God is with you. We have seen you journey through this difficult time. And we see how you've come through. And we want to stay connected to you because your God has... has and that's been the, the, the testament of everyone that, that makes this journey into healing into, into recovery, into wholeness. Uh, people might misunderstand you initially. People may be afraid. People might question your sincerity. But as you continue to journey, they will see the hand of God on your life. They will see how mir miracles are happening in spite of the fact that you're healing. And they, would, they will sign up to say, I want to be part of this journey with you. So we're looking at sanity. The first one is strength. The second one is acceptance. We learn to have realistic expectations of ourselves and others. We learn to accept ourselves because another truth says, accept one another then for the glory of God as Christ has accepted you. So God is accepting us as men, not because we are perfect, not because we don't have a lot of mess. He knows our issues and yet he's saying, I accept you because I want to help you become a man that is free, a man that is whole. And if Christ... If the holiest, the, the, the one man that walked the surface of the earth and he had no wrong can accept us, then who is that person that we want to let rejection uh, come through to us? You know, if he has accepted us, then the rejection of others may hurt us, but we need to comfort ourselves that God has accepted us and he's committed to bringing us to freedom and he's committed to bringing us to recovery. And because of that, we can accept ourselves. 
We can accept ourselves with all our flaws, with all our issues. Imagine that beautiful shirt you have that is all squeezed up and is stained and is rough. You don't deny the shirt because it's messed up. Rather, you say, how can I get this shirt back in order? How can I get the stain off? How can I iron the shirt? So you don't reject the shirt. And that's what God does. He doesn't reject us, neither should we reject ourselves. Rather, let's cooperate with God and others to make sure we become the men that we ought to be. And we build on his acceptance. We build on his love. We build on the fact that he knows everything about us. You know, things that nobody knows about us yet. He's choosing to invest in our lives. He's choosing to get involved in our life. That's a great thing. And something we can build um, into getting sane. This is how we, we, we get sane again. Because before now, we used to carry the whole burden. The whole burden of our issues, the whole burden of our guilt. But now we know we don't have to bear it all. There is a God. There is help. There are relationships that we can leverage on to uh, make progress in this journey. The, f the next word is um, new life, which is, um, um, you know, end. And it basically says that we discover we have another opportunity for another chance. We don't have to live by our old ways. And the fact is that the, the, the opportunities never end. You know, as long as we are willing to mourn, as long as we are willing to agree that we've messed up, um, and we are willing to cooperate with God to change. His messes are always new. So there is no end to the new opportunities. The end only comes when we refuse to accept that we have messed up. That's where there is an end to mercy. So there will always be chances. There will always be second chances. There will always be um, new opportunities from, uh, from God. Um, and we need to take advantage of them to pursue this life. So in this journey, you might experience setbacks, you may experience failures, but don't end the journey there. Get back up. You know, in your journey out of habits, out of hurts, out of hang-ups, out of a life that is controlled by certain triggers that just once they happen, it could be people, it could be places, it could be circumstances. You just find yourself in a negative place, either emotionally or in the way you, you engage life, or the way you engage in your relationships. We shouldn't be people that are controlled by triggers. We need to disconnect to certain triggers, you know. Uh, and the good news is that, you know, even when you experience failure in this journey, get back up, take advantage of the mercy of God, and push further in your freedom and your journey into um, wholeness. Another concept that will help us in our journey into sanity is that we can follow through with our promises. Others can start trusting what we say. So we have to understand that it's not just about having these conversations, reading that book, listening to that podcast. It's really about being able to arrive at what do I need to do in response to what I have learned? What are the steps I need to take today or this week or this month in my journey to healing and wholeness. For some of us, it means getting back to, to the Lord, getting recommitted in your relationship with Jesus Christ as your higher power, getting back into the word of God, getting back into connection with other people who can help you and, get, and keep you accountable. Whatever those steps might be, there is strength to help you follow through. But you have to be very practical in this journey. It's not going to be enough to just listen. There are stuff we have to do. And we can do them because we now have support from other men and we have support from our higher power 
who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, uh, well, not finally, sanity. So it's T, which is trust. We begin to trust relationship with others and our, our higher power, Jesus Christ. The truth is that you cannot journey from um, this place of H3, habits, hearts, and hang-ups, into wholeness and freedom without relationships. It's going to be really, it's going to be uh, either difficult or longer. If you don't have men that you can be real with, that you can share your struggles with, you can share your failures and faults with, men you can trust, men that over time you have seen that they accept you, they love you for who you are, and they are committed to the journey. You know, they are not moved by your failures of the past or your successes for that matter. They just want the best version of you. And when you find those kind of men, and, and many times God is so good in every season of your life, he will bring those kind of men into your life, you know, because men, people come and people go, you know, he will bring those kind of men into your life. And your responsibility, my responsibility is to build trust into those relationships and take advantage of them. Um, I, there's another truth that says it is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you. But if you trust the Lord, you are safe. You know, so um, there are lots of people that may think of us negatively, but you would always find those people that think of us highly, not because they do not know our stuff, not because they do not know our, our mess, but they know it all. And still they, they look not at who you are today, but they constantly behold in front of you the best version of you. And they are, they are willing to support you and love you and forgive you and, and challenge you, you know, to become that best version. So please look out for those relationships because it will help a lot with being sane. There are lots of us that have done crazy things in our lives and the fact we had somebody we could trust, we could open up to and tell that person the most craziest things in our lives and still say, here, you know, you're still my, my partner, you're still my friend. Um, I want to be an extension of God to you. I want you to hear you're forgiven. I want you to hear that, you know, you have another chance to move on. That helped us to stay sane. Uh, and we need that in our in our journey and in our life. All right. So uh, sanity, sanity. And I think finally is the fact that your, because sanity ends with why, is that your higher power, Jesus Christ, loves you just the way you are. That's a powerful key for sanity. There are lots of men out there, they don't have anyone to say this to them. Their wives, you know, have issues with them. You know, uh, their closest friends, they can't be real with them. And so they carry all these burdens with them. You know, all their challenges, all their failures. But to know that the higher power loves you the way you are. No matter what you've done in your past, you know, he loves you. He's willing to offer mercy, you know. Um, you know, you say, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He paid the greatest sacrifice when we were so far from him, when we're so wretched, when we're so depraved. So he's committed, you know, because he, he's seen the worst of us and he still chose to invest in us. So it can only get better going forward. So don't doubt, let's not doubt the love of God and the commitment of God to us. Yes, he may challenge us to repent, he may challenge us to change, but it's from a place of acceptance uh, and a place of as long as you're willing to acknowledge your wrong and seek mercy, He's always willing to, to give it. So this is a powerful truth that helps us, you know, in, in staying sane, you know. Um, also the fact that he's with us in the journey and he has a way out of the craziness of our lives. There is a, a, a beautiful escape. And it's not habits, it's not drugs, it's not sexual issues, it's not 
um, alcohol, it's not work, it's not internet, it's not business. It's a very healthy way of escape he has made to the better version of us. And we want to take advantage of that. So that is sanity. That is what um, this is all about. And um, we're going to really start wrapping up now with prayer. And I, I know, I know. obviously, this podcast will go out. And obviously, I have somebody joining live. And I want you to pray. I want you to pray where you are because this is how we fight the battle. We hear the truths we need, but that only gets into our mind. You know, we are three, you know, one of the things we must understand in the, in the journey of recovery is that we are body, spirit, and soul. And any man that wants to fully recover, you cannot just deal in the spiritual. So a lot of people that will say, oh, you know, you have these issues, you need to fast, you need to pray, you need to cast out demons and all that. That's good. But that only deals with the spiritual. There is a soulish part of us that needs to be free. There is a bodily part of us that needs to be free. There's a social part of us that needs to be free. So you need to deal with our, we need to deal with our issues from at least four areas. The spiritual, the soulish, the mental, the intellectual, the social, the relational is so important, you know, and even the physical, you know. And so, yes, we would learn truths. That helps us intellectually. But we need to engage with prayer because that helps us spiritually. And so I want to invite us to pray and to, to just, you know, the, the points are very clear what we need to pray about. Uh, you need to pray uh, first by thanking God. We need to thank God that, you know, God welcomes mourners and he provides comfort. He's not looking for men that don't have failures, don't have issues. He's looking for men who have issues, who have failures, who have messed up, who are not perfect examples of what it means to be a man or a father, or a brother, or a husband, you know, but he's willing to receive us, and he's willing to start this journey where we are comforted. Comfort is not really an emotional thing only. It's not just a, oh, sorry, sorry. It, it's often f fully uh, reflected when there's a replacement of what we have lost. So a man that loses his wife, for example, he might be comforted temporarily, you know, after the process of mourning, but the true comfort comes when, for example, he remarries and there is not that gap. And so God wants to comfort us emotionally, but he also often wants to replace everything we have lost in our lives. And it's a possibility. So we can thank God that, you know, he's offering us this opportunity uh, to be comforted. You know, he's giving us uh, open arms when we come and say, Lord, I've messed up. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. It's, it's an open arm. He receives us. We also want to ask God for strength. Because we need to face some giants in our past. We need to face some habits, some hurts, some hang-ups. We need to dig into the roots of some of these things. We need to um, build relationships. We need to take certain steps. And some of them might be scary. But we want to ask God for the strength and courage we need to take the necessary steps, to get wisdom, and to follow those, uh, th those wise steps in our journey out of hurts, habits, and, and hang-ups into a place of healing and wholeness. We also need to thank God that he accepts us as we are. And we need to ask God that God help me to accept myself in spite of my past mistakes and in past of my present issues and the consequences I'm currently living in. We also want to ask the Lord that he would help us to take advantage of the second chances he gives us, his mercy that he provides for us. 
We don't want to be people that just think, wow, I'm just going to take advantage of mercy. I think it's foolish, isn't it? If you get um, a loan and you don't use it for anything, that's foolish. It's great to know that maybe I work in a bank and I can, and I can access a loan, you know, and I just keep getting loans and I, and I have nothing to show for it. You know, so it's great to, to receive the mercy of God, but the mercy of God is for something. It's for us to get back in the journey, get back in the game. It's for us to uh, break out of habits and hurts and, you know, pursue the best version of us that is offered. So thank God for his mercy. We will take advantage of his mercy to build the life that I believe God has called us to live. And we want to ask for help to, to you know, follow through with commitments, follow through with the actions that we will discover are steps we need to take. And I think finally, we also want to pray that God will help us to uh, to find the kind of relationships we need. Even for men who have gotten into a place of wholeness and healing, they still need really solid relationships so they don't go back. You know, I, I thank God that I am no more in bondage, so to say. I'm no more bound in many ways. But even till today and for the rest of my life, I have a group of men I will continue to meet with as long as they are available, as long as that group is available. And I will keep sharing my struggles, keep sharing my stress, keep sharing my failures if there are any, and just keep receiving prayers and encouragement. And, you know, that's something I hope to do for the rest of my life because I know how, how I've benefited from that. And I, we want to pray that God will lead us to relationships like that that we will be able to take advantage of in our journey to healing, in our journey to freedom, in our journey to wholeness. I'll just carry on and just say thank you, Lord, for sharing us with this truth. Thank you for, um, you know, how you receive us when we come at our worst. You receive us. You welcome us. And you comfort us. You don't just comfort us by you know, soothing our hearts, but you comfort us by a fresh vision of what you want to make our life to become. And today we just want to thank you, Yahweh, for this great offer of comfort. We want to ask for strength because we know that it's a journey and there are hurdles we must, you know, climb. There are actions we must take and we ask for courage and strength. We ask you to take fear from our hearts as we make progress in this journey uh, from hurts and habits to a place of freedom and wholeness. We want to thank you for accepting us. And we want to ask you that you will help those around us to also accept us. You know, especially those closest to us. You will touch their hearts as we progress in this journey and become very visible to many others that we are on a journey into freedom and wholeness. Help them to be our chief supporters. Help them to be our encouragers. Touch their heart. Give us favor in their sight. That might be our wives. That might be our pastors. That might be whoever it might be. And we ask for grace to accept ourselves and forgive uh, ourselves, even as we ask that others will forgive us as well. We ask that you will help us to not just listen and hear, but really help us to take the necessary steps we need to, to uh, you know, make these truths a reality in our lives. Enter into sanity. Help us to take the next three steps to enter into sanity, to lay off our burdens of guilt and condemnation and enter into wholeness. This is our prayer. and We ask all this in the beautiful and precious name of Jesus Christ. 
All right. So as we wrap up, I want to encourage um, everyone who is connecting live and remotely. Please write, write out, number one, write out things you have been doing over and over again and expecting a different result each time. So in some ways, it's trying to identify your habits, trying to identify your hurts and hang-ups. Um, and, and then, you know, be, be willing to engage them. Be willing to begin to engage those areas, you know, those areas of insanity. Um, begin to um, engage with the truths we have looked at today. Um, how you're going to draw strength from the Lord, how you're going to enter into acceptance, how you're going to take advantage of mercy and, you know, enter into new life, take advantage of, of the, the chances that God gives us. And I believe that as we begin to, you know, engage with those closest to us, I believe God will show us mercy and they would, they would have mercy on us and we will be able to see them supporting us and cheering us as we make progress in this journey as well. All right, so we're literally wrapping up now. And this is just to say that we meet every Friday. Um, and like I said, we meet um, obviously in person or remotely. And then we meet through podcasts. So we share elements of the session that do not have other people's participation as a podcast. Um, and so please uh, come and you know send the, the flyers, the posters to any man that you think will benefit from this. And, you know, if you feel for any reason they won't want to attend, as the podcast are shared, please, by all means, share those podcasts widely. This is a place of mercy. This is a place where we want to be authentic, a place where we want to enter into joy, and a place where we want to engage truth, we want to be ourselves, you know, and become the men that God wants us to be. It's not a replacement for men's group in churches, but it's just based on the realization that many of the men's group and discipleship groups we have in our churches are just for general men, you know, men that are already kind of have their life together and it's just to help them, you know, become better. This is really for men who are caught in a rut and they seem to be just going through a cycle and everything we hear in church doesn't seem to be, it makes sense to our minds, but we are not able to live it out because of certain things in our lives working against our ability to really break into some of those truths. So this is really to help us heal. And then a lot of the things we learn in our men's group will be of even greater benefit. So please, by all means, still engage with your churches and your men's groups uh, because this is just to supplement that. Hopefully, we have a lot of additional resources that will support any of the sessions we have. And so if you reach out to me using the email men's life. 2021 at gmail.com. I will be happy to share additional uh, resources, testimonies of men who have practicalized some of these things. And today they are no more living in the realm of hurts, habits, and hangups, but they have an amazing, you know, life and uh, an amazing story to tell. Um, if you feel you need to have conversations one-to-one -one outside of this setting, then please, by all means, let me know. So this is both to uh, Peter on the call, but it's also to other men who are, are going to get the podcast. If you feel you need to have a one-to-one -one conversation with a fellow traveler like myself or someone else you feel, if, or someone else that I might feel has a bit more experience in a certain area that you're dealing with, then please let me know by sending a mail. It's all done in confidentiality and it's done really out of love. No charges at all. It's, it's built on the fact that I have had to travel this road 
and I want to help as, as many men that uh, want to be part of this as well. So we are done for today. Uh, be blessed as you go. Remember the, the, why we have faith, because we have information in the scripture that God is committed. He said he will restore health to us and heal us of our wounds, saith the Lord. And those, that's just one of many promises that he offers broken men, failing men, struggling men, that you don't have to stay in that state, but there is a better future for you as you partner with the Almighty, as you partner with other men, there is a, a great opportunity to progress.